Welcome to the Inner Dominatrix Podcast, the show that gets you stepping into being the badass in business you were born to be. And today it is all about divorce. I know, the topic that you probably don't ever want to talk about, look at, think about, and especially talk to a lawyer about it. But I have some good news because I have an amazing guest who is one of the top divorce lawyers and she has a system to actually help you take and navigate through divorce in a way that doesn't cost you an arm and a leg and you don't have to remortgage the house and do it in a way that saves your sanity. So I am super excited to have Rebecca Zung with me here in the studio. Rebecca, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. So you have an incredible career. You've, you really took yourself and to be in a position where you were one of the top lawyers in the U.S. for divorce. And yet, you know, it's, you end up priced out of the market for most people to be able to have access to somebody who's so qualified. And it's such a shame. And, you know, it's one of those things that divorce is just so bloody expensive. And yet you saw a need. So what did you do? with that need? Yeah. So there's a new divorce filed every 13 seconds in the world, which is a really staggering, staggering statistic. That's crazy. How does, how do you have that many people? I, I know it's just so sad. And, um, and the average divorce costs a minimum, a minimum of $30,000, wow. which most people don't have that kind of money laying around. And if they do, they certainly don't want to spend it on that. No. So, I mean, and I always tell people, you'd rather spend it on your kids. I know. I mean, or yourself or go on a nice vacation, something or save it. Mm-hmm. But um, it ends up costing that much money or if if not more lots lots more I mean I've had people spend way more than that so and and the the conundrum that I was always in as a divorce attorney is to 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 be commensurate with my status as being one of the top one percent of divorce attorneys in the country, I had to charge a higher hourly rate because otherwise people would think that I sucked. Can I say that on your on your Absolutely. Uh, I swear. You uh, can say that. <laughs> um, so, you know, I mean, I can't say, oh, I'm, I'm trying to be nice, so I'm going to charge something low. I mean, it just doesn't really work out that way. So in order for people to have access, plus I'm only one person, and, and you know, it's really the system is, is the way that it is. So it's, it's terrible because people lose their children. They don't get proper advice around their finances, all sorts of things that are nearest and dearest to us as human beings. And they don't have access to good information and good resources. So I created a company called Breaking Free from Divorce Incorporated. And as part of that company, I have a divorce reset system. It's called the Delete Alt Control Divorce (laughs) Reset System. Hello. Yes. Delete toxicity, consider your alternatives, and take control of your divorce so that you can reset your life. And it was created by me. Um, the videos and the modules are all created by me, and so that I, I can tell you that it's it's correct information, it's reliable information, it's uh, and it's very affordable because I'm scaling it. So you know, I have products that are anywhere from free to you know nineteen dollars to one hundred ninety seven dollars, all the way up to my 
the whole system is $697. So um, for less than the cost of one hour of a top attorney's time, you can get yourself completely educated. That is phenomenal. Because like you say, the amount of money that you would spend in legal fees, if you have a situation, and I'm, I'm assuming that this is when you have situations that are amicable and you can actually navigate those waters yourself or... Uh, even if they're not necessarily going to be amicable before you walk into an attorney's offices, if you want to be, you know, the, the, the way the world is, is knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. And up until now, divorce attorneys had all the knowledge, therefore they had all the power. Right. So, you know, by, a, by being able to get yourself educated before you walk into an attorney's offices and say, okay, I know what questions to ask. I know what questions you should be asking me. I know how to evaluate whether or not you know what the heck you're doing or if you're the right person for me. Um, And you can kind of start driving the bus. So even if it's a litigated matter, you you still want to be educated and be empowered. I mean, if you got a cancer diagnosis, you wouldn't just go, well, I'm sure everything the doctor says is perfectly good, you know, you'd be on WebMD, you'd be, you know, getting a second opinion, you'd be figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Well, there's not reliable resources out there for divorce, at least until now there haven't been. So yeah. you know, I can't tell you how many people have come into my office. So I looked this up online and, you know, or I spoke to my friend who <laughs> has a friend who, you know, <laughs> Who went through a divorce. They went through a divorce and and her friend is a paralegal in Maine. And uh, (laughs) and they want to know why I'm not getting $100,000 a month in alimony. (laughs) (laughs) When my husband only makes $50,000 a month. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's so interesting like that. I love that piece of knowledge is power. Because like that really fits with the whole theme of, for me, the inner dominatrix. When people feel like they have choices, then they can easily step into their power. And this is what it is. It's like learning. Even if you're not going to mitigate the, the legal process yourself, having the resources, the good resources to dig in and find that out for yourself. And, and so, you know, one of the questions I have was that, in your resources, do you talk about kids and the whole piece of parental piece? Because I know that's like, it's a really hot topic. Yeah. So I have a whole module called Full House and House Rules. And it's all about how to create a parenting plan that will be a winning parenting plan. I actually walk through the 16 things that I think that you must include in every parenting plan, as well as the 12 things that I think you might want to consider including. I also talk about what to do if you want sole custody. You know, I can't tell you how many people have come into my office and say, I want sole custody or, or I, I've been the primary caregiver. So, you know, he can have dinner with them here and there, but that's it. Um, and I actually walk through, what do you need to do to show that somebody is a bad enough parent that you're going to strip them of their constitutionally protected right mm-hmm. to be a parent? Mm-hmm. Um, so you have a constant, it's an inherent right to be a parent to your, to your child. And, and that goes for mothers and dads. A lot of yes. moms don't want to hear that, but um, you know, I'm a mom, I have four children and I've been through a divorce myself. So I do tell my, my, my clients that, 
I understand the feeling of it. I understand the feeling that you don't really like what goes on at the other parent's house and therefore, you know, you want to keep them. But the truth of the matter is when you get into court, the judge will just apply the law. And unless that person is like shooting up drugs in front of the kids or driving drunk with them or having sex in front of them, you know, it's, uh, it's a very hard thing to do. And so I actually walk through in my modules how to get soul custody if that's what it is that you're looking for. Yeah. It's such an interesting piece, like this idea of using the kids as a leverage. Like we, you know, there's, there's two sides, you know, sometimes you have situations where uh, mom or dad needs to protect their children from the other spouse because the other spouse is not a good parent. And then there's times where, you know, these parents are allowing their emotional reaction, their emotional baggage about the other person to come in and play. And I love where you were saying earlier, you know, before we get on the recording that, that that's actually abusive to the children. Yeah. So they're just starting to really, the research is really starting to come out now. And um, there's some really top experts out there like Michael Bone and Amy Baker, if anybody's interested in reading, you know, some resources on this. But these people are really, really experts on parental alienation. And um, what that means is, is that you are actually consciously or unconsciously, turning the children against the other parent because you want to hurt the other parent. Mm -hmm. So, you, you know, in order to hurt the other parent, it's not enough that you hate that person. You want the kids to hate that person too. And so um, all kinds of things are done to employ that, but basically you end up, what that the alienator ends up doing is, it's almost like brainwashing. It's, it's almost like a form of a cult where they turn the children against the other parent and really make the, them believe that the other parent is dangerous, that the other parent is bad, that the other parent is evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happens is the children are now being taught to hate somebody who is half of themselves. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they hate themselves. And therefore, the children end up having problems with anxiety panic attacks, depression, which leads to all kinds of manifestations such as eating disorders, dropping out of school, poor grades, teen pregnancy, drug abuse, all sorts of bad things can happen from it. And, you know, what what the alienating parent does is say, oh, look how terrible the kids are doing. It's because of you, because you're so terrible. Mm. Um, but it's really because kids thrive when they have good relationships with both parents. So, um, so the judges are starting to get wise to this. And, uh, I don't know if you or some of your listeners may have seen the news recently where a judge actually ordered that Angelina Jolie start sharing the kids with Brad or he was going that he the judge was going to take some of her time sharing 
And which means to me that that judge is, is wise to her alienating the kids from their dad. Yeah. Um, so they, what happens is they start sanctioning the alienating parent. Um, and I've seen, I've seen really, really horrible instances of it. Horrible. I mean, I had a case one time where the kids and the, the dad ended up having to go to a reunification camp in Vancouver. Um, there's only a few in the world. Wow. And, um, and it's terrible. I mean, the kids try to run away. I mean, it's, it's, it's deprogramming them is what yeah. ends up happening. It's horrible horrible. So um, definitely something more needs to be done about it. And, and, and the education process really needs to happen more so too. Yeah, the awareness. I mean, for me, this really, it touches, of course, you know, with my story of having grown up in a cult, I totally understand programming and what that does to you at such a deep level. So I, I wanted to shine a light on this because I think it's important to just, you know, it's like, even if you're not the one going through the divorce, if your friends are and you see them doing this, then it might be time to just hold people accountable and say, you know what, is that because you're not wanting to deal with your stuff about that person? Do you really want to hurt the kids that way? You know, to, to actually just kind of nudge people a little bit that we need to hold ourselves accountable and we need to hold each other accountable for the good of the kids. Yeah. I mean, as the attorney of the person who's alienating, I'd have to be very, very delicate about that situation. For sure. And say, you know, when they would come into me and say, oh, you know, I think that he's abusing or I think that he's or she, I mean, it's sometimes Mm -hmm. the other way around. More often it's the mom alienating against the dad, if I'm being honest. Just well, more often a, the woman gets the custody, right? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it's changing. Um, yeah. and that is changing. That whole paradigm is shifting a lot. But, um, but more often you do see the moms alienating. Not to say it doesn't happen the other way around. It does. But more often it, it is the moms. And, you know, so I would say, you know, if you think that, um, you know, he's, abusing the children in some way or something, go to your pediatrician, get me some kind of backup data. I I need to know this, you know, and if, if we would do all of that and nothing would come of it, I would say, you know, you're going to look like an alienator. You're going to look like you're making this stuff up and it's going to come back to bite you. Yeah. So I would have to have those hard conversations with my clients and it's not an easy thing to do, but, um, in a way it's, it's part of me protecting my client too. Well, yeah, you have to give them the advice of, you know, these are the potential things that are going to happen and people need to know. Um, it and I was true, but, but they also, it's a fine line because, you know, they want you as your attorney, as their attorney to feel like they're, you are supporting them and you're on their yeah. side, you know, so um, it's kind of hard to say, well, you know, you might look like an alienator if you keep doing this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but people need the truth and, you know, navigating 
a divorce is so multi-layered because you have your feelings about the other person. You have all of this stuff about the money and safety and what's going to happen. And then if you've got kids, you've got the layers of, well, you know, what about the kids? And, you know, I want them to be with me more because then, then I know they love me more and all of these, you know, interesting emotional dynamics and um, and that that all needs to be navigated as well as the logistical piece, so that you know people can come through it in a way that's that's powerful and loving for everybody. That's definitely true, um, but it takes a bigger person to be able to do that, and a mature person to be able to do that. And uh, you know, so I talk often about what I call the divorce paradox which is that during the most tr horrible traumatic time of a person's life, which, you know, on every single poll, on every list of the most traumatic things mm -hmm. a person can deal with, divorce is right up at the top with death and um, incarceration, I think is number three. So, I mean, it's like death, divorce, incarceration. Um, like I always found very interesting. But, um, so Better I, to be incarcerated than, in, than going through a divorce. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Exactly. Um, so, I, I always say that there's this paradox that during the most traumatic time of your life, you have to make the most critical decisions of your life because the decisions that you make end up in your marital settlement agreement or, or at trial or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you have to live with that foundation, whatever that is, whatever that agreement is, whatever that contract ends up to be, you have to live with it. So, you know, making decisions about your children and your money and your home and your business and you have to make these really critical decisions when you're like in survival mode. So a lot of what I do in my book and also in the modules that I provide, uh, I work through people's emotions and I give them exercises and meditations and things like that so they can get stabilized enough to be able to make those critical decisions. Yeah, which is so important. You know, the more that we can get back into being centered and connected, the easier it is to make choices that are going to be, you know, in everybody's best interest, not out of that emotional reaction. Yeah, and it's good. It's good advice for life too, you know. I mean, I, I do a whole module on negotiating skills, and um, but I've also done negotiating skills presentations for everybody, lots of different groups of people, not just people who are going through divorce. And whenever you're dealing with something in life, you know, it's never good to make decisions from guilt or anger mm -hmm. or, or resentment or sadness or whatever it is. I mean, if it's a negative emotion, you know, and people ask me sometimes, well, what about passion or, you know, okay, well, that's different. If you're, if you're, passionate about something you can make decisions from a, a, a good place but just not making decisions from a, a bad place yeah. is something to really be aware of i love it and you know it's it's funny it's you know i'm listening to you and i'm thinking okay so here we are former lawyer former dominatrix two professions that were probably the top ones for negotiating that you think of right <laughs> So, it, yeah, that that ability to negotiate, and I'm I'm with you on that. I always like to teach people how to get themselves 
to a more neutral energy space. So neutral emotions, because then you can, you know, go through the, the thinking process and evaluate what is it that I really need? What is it intuitively that's going to create the best outcome? Absolutely. And, and it, you know, in anything in life, if you can get your emotions under control and start thinking about things from a rational point of view, you're going to end up in a, a much better space down the road. You know, if you make decisions out of guilt, um, you, it's going to, you're not going to get the peace of mind that you think anyway, you know, like, let's just say you just want it over with and you just don't want to fight or you don't want to, you know, a lot of people just, especially women, I think they don't want to look bad. They don't want to seem like they're being greedy. They don't right. want to, um, they don't like conflict. A lot of people hate conflict. Yes. So, so they just agree to stuff and then it's just, it's a temporary feeling of peace because two months down the road, six months down the road, now you're resentful that the other person got away with something or, mm -hmm. you know, and so, you know, just go for what's fair, figure out what the law is. Don't look at divorce justice. I always say there's a difference between divorce law and divorce justice. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> <laughs> what you think should be justice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, Although like, I, I have to say, so a little piece of my own experience. So I went through a divorce and um, well, actually it was a common law separation, but it felt like a divorce. So we were splitting things up and, and he had broken agreement after agreement with me. And so there was a piece that although legally I didn't have grounds to stand on, I stood my ground on some pieces in the, in the separation because I said, you know what? No, like you've never honored your agreements to me and today you are. And so it was a way for me to take back my power, but I was also willing to entirely walk away from every penny that I would possibly get in order to just do closure on my pattern within it. Yeah. I mean, sometimes there is a price for freedom and if, and if you're willing to pay it and be okay with it, then, and know that that's your choice and take responsibility for that choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then, you know, I would just tell my clients, I still, you know, and I still do have some clients that I work with on a very limited basis. Um, you know, make sure that you're going to be able to sleep at night. Yeah. If, you, if you're okay with that, no problem. I mean, some people say, I, I don't need the money. I, I can support myself. So, you know, let him keep his money and I'm going to be okay with that fine, no problem. You know, in the end, it's your choice. You're the one that has to live with it. No one else. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. So, you know, really encouraging people to come around to doing this, you know, divorce, which is, you know, very, can be very traumatic, but to come to a space where you do it in a way that works for you and you create an outcome that works for you. That is an incredible gift for people. Yeah, it, it's like anything else in life, you know, you have to take responsibility for your own life and your own decisions. Um, you know, I think that's the first part of transitioning and using divorce as, a, as an opportunity to transform mm. uh, because you have to be out of that 
there's a lot of people that get into this uh, pattern of the other person is at fault for how you feel. Right. And, and what's happening in your life. Yes. And if you live like that, then somebody else is always responsible for your life and you're never going to be uh, where you want to be. So it, it, when you start taking responsibility for your own choices and your own life and, and, and really start to be able to like forgive the other person and, um, and just go, okay, that happened. I'm good with it. I, I learned X, Y, and Z from it. Um, then, you know, to be able to move forward is um, the best thing for yourself. The other person doesn't even have to know that you're forgiving them. No, because it's always just for you. Yeah. 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 Uh, I know there's like way more we could dive into with this. I mean, divorce is a big topic, but I really appreciate you coming on and just kind of shining a light on. It's like, you know, there's another way, there's another option. And I would love for you to tell the listeners how to find out more about the course that you offer online. Yeah, so for your listeners, I'm offering a free copy of my best-selling divorce book, and they can get that at breakingfreethebook.com. So just breakingfreethebook.com, all one word, to get the free book. My courses and the resources are at breakingfreefromdivorce.com. And then my main website for myself is rebeccazung.com, R-E-B-E-C-C-A-Z-U-N-G. And that also has all the other information that I just mentioned as well. Perfect. And we will have all those links in the show notes. um, So you can check those out. And of course, make sure that you grab the app and get all the goodies on there as well. So thank you again, Rebecca. I really, really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to tell your friends about it. And if you're ready to own your inner dominatrix, then hop over to my website, innerdominatrix.com, and let's have a conversation to get you rocking your bold, sexy, fun-filled life.